Danny, you're going to go to Romans 13, 6 through 8. I want you to head over to Romans 13, 6 to 8. Okay? Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we ask you tonight that you would just bless the message now tonight, Lord. Lord, there's some truth in your word, Lord. Lord, you also told us, Lord, in your word about how we look at these different holidays, Lord. There's sometimes there are holidays that actually mean something, and they're okay. But when they're put out there as, with pagan meanings, Lord, we have to watch for that. We know that, Lord, one is coming up in October called Halloween. Yes. Straight from the pits of hell, and that's a devil straight-out holiday. And, Lord, there's other holidays like Christ Mass. Yes. The birth of Christ, when in actuality he was not born on Christmas, but that is the date that they have found that that's when the wise men finally did show up and give him the gifts. Two years after he was born. Two years and roughly three months after he was born, they showed up. But the whole fact is, Jesus was already a toddler when these wise men showed up. But Lord, the issue isn't what the holidays are. It's how we view them and what we do during them. Lord, tonight as we take a look at a very familiar holiday called Labor Day. Lord, help us to understand what Labor Day really is. And how this holiday, how we should view it as Christians. Lord, is it pagan or is it not? And if it's not how could we emphasize you, Lord, more than anything else? Because, Lord, it's you who we should be uh, emphasizing more than anybody else. We thank you, Lord. We praise your name in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, first of all, I'm going to have Danny, I'm going to let you read our scripture. Then I'm going to have Ruthie read this, uh, a description of what Labor Day is. Okay? Romans 13. Romans 13, 6 to 8. Okay. <clears throat> All right, Romans, chapter 13. And the heading for is, is Christians object to civil authority. Starting at verse 6, it says, For this cause, yeah, for, for this cause, pay ye tribute also for thy our God's ministers, attending continually upon this very thing, Render, therefore, to all their dues, tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Owe no man anything but to love one another, for he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. Amen. Now we're going to let Ruthie read a description of what Labor Day is about, and then we're going to get into the message. When observed, it's the first Monday in September. Earliest observance was September 5th of 1882. The day we celebrate an important American belief. This belief is the importance and necessity of hard work to achieve success. Peter J. McGuire, the founder of Labor Day. It was in 1882 that Labor Day found its champion. Peter J. McGuire was one of the leaders of the Knights of Labor 
and also president and founder of the United Brotherhood of Carpenters and Joiners of America. He suggested to the Central Labor Union of New York City that a day be set aside especially to honor labor. Peter J. McGuire was prepared for his role as inaugurator of Labor Day. The tenth born in a, to an Irish-American family, he began working at the age of 11, laboring in piano and furniture factories. He was typical of his time and believed strongly in the dignity of the working man and in the importance of his place in the new industrialized United States that had emerged from the Civil War. The first Labor Day, acting on McGuire's suggestion, the Central Labor Union on September 5, 1882, staged the first Labor Day parade and celebration. Do you see something here? See, there's nothing wrong with Labor Day. All it is is a day to give respect, honor, and a break to those who are in the working class. But the problem is, you know, there is a problem with that holiday. It's when you worship your job. Wait a minute, there's nothing wrong with having a job and working. But when you make that job your God, like some people do, there comes the rub. I mean, you, you see how everybody closes down on Labor Day? Well, there's nothing wrong with that to celebrate the day. But how are we celebrating it this day and age? Well, we have our little picnics and most of the time it's booze parties and all the rest of that. Nothing wrong with Labor Day. It's how you celebrate it. I mean, what's wrong with uh, going around and picking up the telephone and ring, ring? Hey, Sister Sue, you've been playing the piano for the last 15 years at the church. I want you to know that the work you've been doing for Jesus, appreciate it. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with saying to Pastor Jones, you know, you've been busting your neck for Jesus. I appreciate what you do for Christ. What's wrong with telling the youth pastor, you know, you're busting your neck for Christ. I want you to know I appreciate you. What's wrong with going around and telling that guy who goes out, you know, Jesus, What's wrong with telling that individual soul winner, I appreciate you? Nothing wrong with that, but you know what we hear? Oh, well, uh, so-and-so took you away from me. Right, Danny? All the time. We know who that is. Oh, well, you t they took you away from me, those Canadians, because they sit there and you're spending all your money on their products. Well, hey, at least he's winning souls. Why don't you do say something about that? No, don't want to credit him, but you notice what Romans said? More or less, give credit where credit is due. Yes. Now, wait a minute. Ruth is not an electrical engineer. She is not a sound engineer. Ruth is nothing to know. She don't know. Hey, a DVD player is over and above her head. Ruth is still used to the phonographs, okay? Ruthie's used, Danny, we're talking about a woman who's used to the 33 RPM records, okay? I mean, if I brought that uh, record player in here from the other room, Ruthie would be able to play it in five seconds. I wouldn't have to tell her a thing about it. But I hand her the remote to her DVD player, and she's like, huh? 
What in the world's all this? 80,000 buttons. What am I supposed to do with this thing? Well, that's because Ruthie ain't. But what? Ruthie is willing to take the effort knowing that I'm going to uh, Rochester, Michigan. She's willing to bust her neck and at least try to do the service while I'm gone. That's right. Try to do the job. So why do you think, Dan why do you think, Danny? I started out when I said, "Look, we need to give her a hand. She has done a good job tonight." Why? Because here's what the deal is: she was obedient. She was obedient to her pastor and said, "Okay, I'm willing to give it a shot. I don't know half of what you're doing here. Uh, you got 14 buttons that I got to go through to get this ready, but I'm willing to give it a shot." Now, what's wrong with that? Not a thing. But you know what you got? You got people that are, oh, well, I don't want to hear about that. I wouldn't try that. Oh, Ruth, don't you dare touch it since you don't know nothing about science. So don't, don't. Uh-uh. I appreciate her effort. But look, she got the whole thing going. Last week, she did get everything recorded. We was able to get the service copied. This week, it's already up and turning. Hello, she ran the karaoke to play the music. You can't beat that. I mean, for someone that's not skilled in that area, she did good. The Bible says, give credit to whom credit is due. It's basically what Romans 13, 6 to 8 is really saying. Look... Even if we got Obama in the White House, if we got him there, we should be giving him respect and honor. Why? Because he'd be our president. Even if you don't vote for him, you should still give him respect when you're in there. You know what the sad part is, Danny? Yes. Sad part is, is when you go down the street and some idiot starts talking about, well, I don't like such and such a president for what they're doing. I go, well, did you vote for him? I don't vote. Well, we'll see if you don't vote, then shut your mouth. Uh, come on, Danny. Now you're helping me preach. Amen. That's exactly what I told him. Well, wait a minute. If you didn't vote, you ain't got no voice at all. You have no right to complain about who's in the White House. Look, now, if I voted, if I voted for him and he's not doing right, I got a right to complain because I voted for him. But if I didn't vote for him and I voted for the other guy, and, and the other guy, and, and, and let's say I voted for, for McCain this year, but Obama gets in, Obama messes up and starts making the, uh, the, the country a royal uh, devil playground. Look, I still got a right to complain about it even though I didn't vote for him because I voted. Yeah. I voted. Unlike... The guy on the street who tells me, oh, I don't like what this President President Bush is doing. Well, did you vote? No. Just shut up. You have a right to vote in this country. you got a right to exercise your voice and say, this is who I want to vote for. Now, if you didn't vote, shut up. There's a verse that says, Danny, about, you know, that, and I've heard this by some people, and I want to bring this up because... The way they pull this out of its out of what it really says is not right. There's a verse that says that if a man doesn't work, he shouldn't eat. It's Second uh, Thessalonians three ten. Okay, take us over there. Take us over there, Danny. Okay. I want to read this, but I'd like to read the context with it. Okay. Mm. 
Okay. Second Thessalonians 3. Uh, okay. All right. We start at verse 6. Okay. 6 through what, Danny? Okay. 6 through 18. Okay. Go ahead and read the whole context. Starting at verse 6, we have, Do not allow loafers or cheaters at the church table. Okay. Now, verse 6, and going through the context, it says, Now we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly and not after the tradition which ye received of us. For yourselves know how ye ought to follow us. For we behaved not ourselves disorderly among you. Neither did we eat any man's bread or not, but wrought day that we might not be changeable to any of you, not because we have power, but to make ourselves an example unto you to follow us. For even when we were with you, this, this we command you that if you would not work, neither should you eat. For we hear that there are some which walk among you disorderly, working not at all, but are busybodies. Now them that are such are commanded and exhorted by our Lord Jesus Christ, that with quietness they work and eat their own bread. But ye, brethren, be not weary in well-doing. And if any man obey not our word by this epistle, note that man and have no company with him, that he may be ashamed Yet count him not as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother. Now the Lord of peace himself give you peace always. By all means, the Lord be with you all. The salutation of Paul with mine own hand, which is the token in every epistle. So I write, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Now, there's a reason I was wanting that whole context. Thank you, Danny. See... I, had a, I knew it was the whole context is not talking about Danny, a person who, it doesn't mean that every person that doesn't work, you should never help them. You know that? But see, in the church, that's exactly how they treat you. They don't care if you're disabled or not. They say, well, you're not working, you shouldn't eat. It doesn't matter if you starve to death. Nowhere in this context, that's why I wanted the whole context, nowhere do you read in the context that it is a, somebody that is unable to work. So the people that are able to go to the job that stick their nose up at people who have a disability, and they stick their nose up because, oh well, they they didn't um, sit there and they're not having they're not doing their they're not at a job. Excuse me, that ain't Bible here. The Bible doesn't teach that. I don't see that in this context at all. If anything, the Bible is teaching. The Bible is teaching. It's saying if you notice, there's some key words. There are people who are busybodies that don't work at all. They're lazy. They sit around and all they do is pick up the telephone all day and... <laughs> yeah, that's what they do. 
has nothing to do with the fact that they're unable to work. What it's saying is these are folks that are more than capable of going out there and getting a nine to five. But they don't do it because they're lazy. Now I'm going to give you a prime example of one. We're not talking about a, guy, a person like Ruth who barely could get one block down the street without falling flat on her face. We're not talking about someone like me who can't see four inches in front of his nose. We're not talking about that. And even if they can't see four inches in front of their nose, if they've got the financial capability and the technology and the know-how to do it, that they could go out there and get themselves a job because they got a fancy computer and stuff and they could go and do a job, okay. There are blind people who do work. But some... The skills they have is not conducive to the workforce. Hey, but you know what, Danny? Right, right now, if someone would walk through this door, and they've done it before, they've come through here and they said, look, would you duplicate a DVD or a cassette or a CD? You know what? I tell them, okay, but I'm going to charge you. And I do. So, yeah, I make my own money. So, Bible says, though, look, if you can work, you should do it. Remember, Paul, what he said? He said, even though, even though I am an apostle, even though I am a preacher, and I could make the church pay me to be a minister, more or less, I sit back and take up the offering you guys want to give me. What did Paul say? I'm not, you notice what it said in the context? Even as a minister, even though I have the right to get an offering... I'm not going to be chargeable to you. Rather, I got a job of my own. I am a tent maker. I go out, I make tents, I make these places of dwelling that people could live in, and guess what? I make my own money. That way nobody could look at me and say, well, you're being made rich by the church. Oh, no. Paul said I made my own money. So what Paul is saying is this is not about the everyday Joe who's unable to work. We're talking, Paul is talking about here, I wanted to bring this out because when you talk about Labor Day, a lot of people in the church, the first thing you hear about it, every church you go to just about, they talk about Labor Day, when they do get up and preach about it, they talk about how people, everybody should be working. And if you don't work, you shouldn't eat. Wait a minute, Paul didn't go to say that in that context. You can't show me one verse in that context that says that, that the, 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 the disabled person, the person with the inability to work, it doesn't say that the quadriplegic that's unable to work at all. It's not saying that that quadriplegic has to go to work. It's saying if you're able to work, work. If you're not able to work, if you're not able to work, don't be idle. At least do something for God. But if you're unable to work, then that's so be it. That's the way it is. Look, Danny has himself a job. Okay, that's fine. But say his condition was worse to, Dan to, to the point, Danny, that you couldn't work, right? Right. Let's say that. God wouldn't be saying that you shouldn't eat. That isn't what he's saying here. So, I just thought, I knew that the Lord wanted me to head off on this uh, trail because you're going to hear a lot of churches that, 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 that love to preach this one. 
preachers love to get up about this. Why? Because they're into this uh, name it and claim it, stab it and grab it gospel that everybody should be healthy and wealthy, but the Bible doesn't teach that. There are occasions where people are disabled, unable to work, and if that's the case, Paul and the Gospels, Jesus said you need to help them folks. Well, where do you get that, Brother Wolfgang? Okay, Matthew chapter 6. When you give your alms, wait a minute, what are alms? Those are donations to somebody who's disabled. When you give a gift, you're not supposed to let your left hand know what your right hand's doing. So Jesus himself said, there are times there's going to be people that need help. When you help them, don't be over there uh, uh, bragging about what you give. Just give it and forget it. And don't go blasting out, hey, look, I've got $10. I'm going to give this person. Get a reel. Uh, that, that's, that's what I was talking about, Ruth, this one church that we went to. Uh, can you imagine that, Danny? People get up there, oh, I'm putting in $10 today. Can you picture that, Danny? That isn't even scriptural. You're supposed to do these things in secret and have the Lord reward you openly. That's right. So what I'm trying to say tonight, what I'm trying to emphasize tonight is, look, the real truth is about Labor Day is this. One, when you go celebrating it, look at how you're going to celebrate it. Number two, why are you celebrating it? Are you trying to glorify yourself or God? And number three, instead of just trying to glorify yourself, instead of saying, look, I'm celebrating this day because I've been uh, working stiff and I've, I, I've got my break. No, what you ought to be doing is picking up the telephone and saying, look, call that poor person in the church that's been busting their neck, knocking on doors, and say, you know, I know that you don't have much money, but you've been busting your buns trying to tell people about Jesus. Why don't you come over here? I'm going to give you a Labor Day celebration because you've been laboring for Jesus. Why don't you come on over here? We're going to have a cookout. What's wrong with that picture? Nothing. But the problem with the picture is you don't find the church is doing it. All you hear them doing is getting up, well, if you're not working, you shouldn't eat. Well, that's because you pulled that verse out of context, boys. The context says it's busybodies. People that are sitting around idle running their big fat trap at 800,000 miles an hour. Yes. Sorry. Paul wasn't saying that. Paul was saying... Paul wasn't saying it was everybody who don't work. It wasn't saying just because someone's on food stamps and their food stamps ran a little low because they're on disability. It wasn't. He wasn't talking about them that go out and let them suffer and, and die and starve to death. He wasn't talking about someone like Brian who's sitting there busting his neck trying to pay debts. He's on food stamps and government assistance and the money just don't make it. Because they only give you a, what, $12 a year increase for the increase of living. But what they don't tell you is they take that $12 increase, they take that virtually out of your food stamp. So when you get done, did you gain anything? No, you didn't get no increase, uh, 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 um, expense of life increase, increase of living expense increase. You didn't get no, no increase. You actually stayed the same amount of money you've had for the last four years. So give me that bull. Somebody, is say, excuse me, yeah, the preacher said bull. You're going to get mad, get glad again. The whole fact is, it's a bunch of bullarchy that when you got 
poor people forget ends meat. They don't even see the meat. They're over there crying, where's the beef? And looking behind them, nobody's wants to be back there. That's right. No one back there to help them. Someone like Brian busts their neck. They're in debt up to their neck. And, 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 and then people give them like you were taught about Danny. Oh, well, let's just get them the cheapest jar of peanut butter and the smallest one at that. Or someone like us, you go to a food pantry, what do you do? In the middle of August 2008, you get a box of something. that you get, you, They don't give you nothing to go with it to make it, but when you do get it, what does it say? Oh, well, you, best used by uh, uh, October 2001. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you wouldn't give that to your dog. I even give it to me. I wouldn't have dared get nothing like that to Maggie. Good Lord. <laughs> Maggie would have ran the other way. She would have said, I'm moving. She would have been packing her leader dog bags and go back to leader dogs. Like, uh-uh, no way. Over there, I get pro-plan. <laughs> I, I don't get nothing no stale junk. But that's the problem. The whole problem boils down to, the whole problem boils down to that Labor Day is a day to thank and recognize the working man. I got nothing wrong with that. But when you get your nose so stuck up because you can work and someone else can't, you got a problem too. I've seen that too, Danny. Have you ever seen it? You're going into the store aisle. If you watch, watch a store clerk. If you, if you had enough time to sit around in a store for a while, just watch him. When someone walks in there paying cash, Big grin on the store uh, clerk's face, but then someone comes in with the food stamps, and you know what they do? They turn up their nose at them. Turn up their nose, and they look like, ooh. Here comes that people on them food stamps. Excuse me. It ain't their fault they're on food stamps. Now, there's some folks, yes, they're on food stamps, only because they aren't working. They'd rather uh, sit there and smoke their dope. Well, okay, I'll give it that. But that doesn't mean everybody on food stamps is that way. The whole point is you don't stick up your nose just because someone ain't working. But tonight I just want you to know that if you're out there laboring like Danny, you got yourself a job. I hope you have a good labor day, okay? But the whole point is I appreciate more your labor for God than I worry about your 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 um your labor in the workforce, okay? It doesn't matter if you got a job or not, but if you're laboring for Jesus, that's even more important because that's eternal. <coughs> that's where you get your reward. So you worry more about the job you're doing for God than you do the one you do sitting <coughs> on on your buns to get some financial money in this world. Financial money in this world will help you get down the road, but it's it's what you do for Christ that's going to last. Amen. Heavenly Father? Yes. Lord, we ask you tonight that you would bless this message, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for those who do work. Yes. They have physical jobs and they do break their neck. But, Lord, also for those who are unable to break their neck in a workforce, but they are willing to break their neck for you, Lord Jesus. Yes. Those are the ones I really want to thank you for tonight. Lord, I want to give you a hand clap of praise for all of those who break their neck for you, Jesus. For the McGregors, for the Schatzes, for Danny, Lord, for uh, 
uh, uh, Randy Waters and Randy Gavin, Lord. I want to thank you for those folks, Lord. They bust their neck out there, Lord, for you. Lord, for the preachers that really, really want to serve you, Lord, and they're not worried about their wallet, but they're worried about you, Jesus. I want to thank you. So I ask you right now, Lord, to bless this invitation. In the name of Jesus, amen.